This episode is dedicated to Rebecca. Welcome to Cafe with Strangers. This is a very special episode because I have a very special guest, the one and only Hector. (laughs) So uh, it's not only a special because that, but we're also going to be smoking the devil's grass, la marijuana. It's for quinoa. (laughs) (laughs) Because it is not Hector without a little bit of marijuana. So he just sparked it up and we're going to be passing a blunt. Oh, yeah. Freshly rolled with uh, love and cannabis. Love, peace, and cannabis. Mm -hmm. And today we got coffee from Phil's Coffee because it's another Bay Area thing. And I haven't had it in a long time. So I'm like, oh, that rosé. I think this is literally like my third time having it. Once with David, once with Elisa and the whole group, all of our group. And then today. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) I know what kind of Bay Area guy doesn't drink Phil's Coffee. (laughs) I stick to the Don Julio, which is so bad of me, and all this <laughs> cheap roasts. <laughs> it is what it is. <clears throat> and the coughing begins. Anyway, so uh, as it may be kind of obvious, uh, I know Hector. <laughs> we have actually been friends for what we, uh, seven, eight, eight, Just, yeah, eight years. Eight, eight on, years, like going years. on nine years. Yeah. <laughs> And I didn't even cross my mind until fairly recently. I'm like, holy oh. shit. So, yeah, this is exciting for me because this is the, besides the time that, besides you picking me up from the airport, this is the third time, I think, that we've actually sat down and talked. Yeah. We've always been around each other, yeah. but we've never had, like, Hector Mon time kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, it's literally, yeah, same thing. Only, like, three times. That's so funny. And here we are, smoking a blunt, having some cafecito. <laughs> that that was perfect timing. Um, can I put this here or mm-hmm. tap tap? Okay, whatever. I'm gonna skip it over to you. Would be helpful if I put our little ashtray there. That's the ashtray. <laughs> That's what I could find. Yeah, <laughs> I have it's, an ashtray. It's a it's, it's a water bottle. <laughs> bottle with some water. With some water. There we go. Okay, Jesus, it's gonna be a really. I I have no idea how this is gonna go. <laughs> Uh, but fuck it, let's go. Okay, it's stoner time now. <laughs> <laughs> let's start off by what I know about you mm-hmm. in the terms of your ethnicity. All I know is that you're from El Salvador. Yeah, Where your family, you and your family, are from. Yeah, family from El Salvador. I was born and raised here in San Francisco, California. Uh, raised on the mission for a good portion of my life. Um, I would say it probably actually just up until like elementary school, and then. Moved out right before uh, the big G hit everywhere. Gentrification. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, I was like, G, G, G. What, what thing COVID? G. I'm like, my brain was, gone, or my brain was already going there. Um, cool. And um, you were born here and your parents um, are, were they born over there? Yeah, both born in El Salvador. Uh, dad, I can never get the name of the area that they were born in but like my grandma straight up just transitioned to the city life because of like the gangs taking over the territory of like her childhood of home area um my mom and her family they've always been the big city people so straight out of the capital san salvador mm, and, uh, okay. yeah but uh so you're first gen yeah yeah i i never thought about it also because your your parents speak 
incredibly good English. And I don't mean to say that in a in a bad way, but like their English is someone that you would expect from uh, a first gener who maybe got here as a late teen or something. Yeah. Um, or just someone who just is bilingual and has an accent in English. I yeah. don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but does that make sense? It actually perfectly, it literally does. Cause okay. um, my dad came to America later on in life than my mom did. Mm. I think my mom was still um, a teenager or like getting towards her twenties when she first moved here. Um, Cause she had mentioned high school. And, like, going to high school with Too Short and, like, somebody that she knows bought weed off of him back in the day. So she's been around for Wait, a minute what? here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm only finding out my mom's stories or her life until recently mm-hmm. just because I've never felt like, oh, I need to ask my mom about, like, what she's done. But, like, now like your mom has some wild stories. Oh, my gosh. That, yeah. She's a firecracker soul. <laughs> she's got so many stories. Uh, she's got this whole history that I've never known about. Um and like dealing with mental illness, uh, being an immigrant, um, just being the eldest daughter of like, you know, a freshly migrated family. Um, yeah, she's got stories. Um, yeah. And I'm only now asking her about like, yeah, mom, so what's this about? <laughs> that sounds like a lot of... Makes me think that you're a gen one and a half. Because your mom experienced a lot of first gen kind of prob- <clears throat> problems issues experiences yeah and then you <clears throat> you did but didn't yeah so she had my brother i wouldn't i wouldn't say fairly young compared to like most parents nowadays but for you know like her generation mm-hmm. she was pretty young at which she had her first child and my brother and then um yeah civil war in el salvador so everybody just moved out mm-hmm. here um but yeah, I would say one and a half is right because uh, most of my life has been me and my mom. Yeah. And she's been like embedded in like the culture here since I was like, you know, a baby. Yeah. <laughs> like she recalls things that I don't even um, clearly. Uh, but yeah, yeah. She dealt with a lot of crazy stuff with like mom, or her mom coming here first, and then my grandpa coming here. And then, you know, like that old school Latin family having to. Uh, assimilate basically into this american culture um which if you saw my grandma now you'd be like that lady did a great job (laughs) (laughs) um and then my grandpa never got to meet uh apparently he died uh before i was born um yeah just hearing the stories that my mom told me when like she first moved here and like how her sisters had to deal with it too and her being the oldest and like kind of like breaking down the world to her parents and like a really rebellious way because my mom was like your mom sounds like a first gen yeah yeah she yeah she was born out there but i would definitely consider her first generation here compared to me yeah Yeah. interesting because her i think her youth and coming to here in her youth she was able to really just take it in and like switch that personality of like you know being back in the homeland to like being here yeah because like i said that lady's a firecracker she's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that immediately like just you know and then there's you sometimes i question yeah. like how did you how how are you the, her son uh, <laughs> oh yeah that's funny so i never really asked <coughs> <coughs> <laughs> let it out <clears throat> i um 
so I always knew of your mom, mm-hmm. but I was never fully aware of your dad and like who he is. If he's still in the picture and stuff like that. So yeah. are you comfortable talking about that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, catch me a few years earlier and I wouldn't have been, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my dad was really absent in a lot of like my life as a child. Sorry, mm-hmm. I was totally holding that for a second. Babysitting. <laughs> I know, shit. But um. Am I allowed to kiss? Can I cuss? Is that okay? Fuck no. Oh, shit. I'm so sorry. Oh, fuck. I apologize. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, my dad was really absent because, like I said, he kind of came later in his life to the States compared to my mom. So um, I think he was just really enamored by, like, this Bay Area lifestyle and, like, nothing ever stops and he always has something to do. Um so I know they met in like the nightclub scene, like way back when, like I was born in 95. So, you know, you know, the kind of era that they were like clubbing and dancing in, in the city, you know, full of like everybody. Um, and uh, yeah, him and my mom's relationship was tumultuous to say the least and highly toxic um, in my early years as a child. Um, a lot of things I'd never really like realize until I was a teenager that I was like dude what like (laughs) this was happening um and uh not to speak bad on his name because like I said now he's very present in my son's life um and it's that's the weird thing seeing because he's really involved with him the way he wasn't with me so I mean and I would remember my mom like getting mad at my dad sometimes in my youth for being like hey you need to spend some more time with your son and you know as a kid growing up and becoming aware of the world around you like I kind of noticed that sometimes and I was like oh dude you're kind of like faking it with me like why are you you know yeah. <laughs> like you don't have to do that like I get mom's like pressuring you to do this um but I don't know his side of the coin, you know, he may have expressed interest in like a relationship with me more with my mom, but then didn't know how to act on it. Mm-hmm. Um, just because his side of the family and himself, I, I never really had much exposure to compared to my mom since my mom dominated my life. Um, not dominated, but you know, like <laughs> it was mainly with moms. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's up until I want to say like young adulthood in my life and when I really started like branch away from my mom Mm -hmm. is when my dad kind of was like oh you know like my son's big now I want to kind of talk to him more I want to like give him some advice now and stuff like that yeah (laughs) um but yeah there's a lot I don't know about my dad or his side Uh like I've only met my grandma within like the past 15 years of my life 15 yeah on my dad's side um and then, holy, I didn't even know the whole timeline, to be honest. Because no, <laughs> I've met, like, um, my brother and my sister, like, at weird, staggered times, too. Cause I think it was in, like, middle of high school. Wait, oh, yeah, didn't you tell me that you realized that you have a lot yes. of siblings right now? Not yeah. a lot. Sorry, that sounds weird, but, like, more than you knew. Yeah, that's the great way to say it. Um, growing up, it was me, my mom, and my brother Oscar mm-hmm. from... Uh, that's a story we can come back to. Um, and, and uh, you know, from uh, my stepfather, you know, uh, her other baby daddy, whatever you want to call him. But yeah, my brother Oscar. You've met Oscar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like um, yeah <laughs> totally opposite of me. Um, yeah. So most of my life, it was us three. Um, well, mainly me and my mom. My brother lived with uh, his dad for a portion of his life. 
and then uh, uh, through whatever events happened in his life, he ended up living with me and my mom, our mom. Um, yeah, and then I got to like high school, and out of nowhere, my mom was like, "Hey, yeah, you're you have a sister named Carla that uh, probably goes to your high school," and I was like, "What? I have a sister? What do you mean I have yeah. a sister? You know?" And then. <laughs> Yeah, I have another brother named Alessandro that just moved, or that moved from uh, El Salvador here, not just moved, a while ago. I, I don't know why I'm putting that out. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to keep it going. Oh, um, my yeah, my oldest, my oldest brother, so my father's first son, um, I met him in the beginning of high school. He was the one who told me we had a sister. And I was like, what? I already have two brothers? Like, that's crazy. And now I have a sister? And then I kind of went through freshman year being afraid to date anybody who was Latina because if I met a girl named Carla and I was like, yeah, so do you know your dad? What's your dad's name? And it was always oh a weird question, you know, but I was like, I just didn't know if this was my sister or not. I don't want to like risk that. That makes sense. Yeah. And then um, eventually my oldest brother, Alessandro, got us connected and uh, yeah, met my sister. We went to the same high school. Another person who like, if you met, you'd be like, that is, it's not your sibling. Yeah. Like you guys could be total strangers. Um, and then I have another brother in El Salvador that still lives over there. No, actually, he just moved to Texas. Um, he's pretty close in age to myself. Um, so that's three from my father's side. Um, and then uh, I don't know if this is just exaggeration, but supposedly there's a sibling in New York, another one in Miami. And then I have another brother that's here that I haven't met and another sister here in the Bay Area that I haven't met. Um, that's approaching 10. Yeah. From, from what I can think, what I can count right now, it's approaching 10. Yeah, so and it's a lot of siblings. I don't even bother to keep count because, like, if I meet them, freaking cool. Yeah. Um, if I don't, then, I mean, I think we're all old enough in our lives to be like, we've, we can get by with, like, not knowing each other. But if yeah. we do know each other, like, cool, you know, yeah. even cooler. Shout out to any of y'all if you're my sibling by chance. Did you ever feel confused about your, your ethnic identity? Or not confused, but uh, questioned it. No, my family is, I don't want to say they're very proud of, like, who they are, but they they know their identity. So they're like, yeah, you know, like, you're you're one of us, you're Salvareño, you know, you're all this. But uh, the only thing that made me question that was, like, I, I couldn't speak Spanish and, like, stuff That's like that. That's what I was yeah. about to ask. So yeah. from what I have always gathered, you can understand it. Yeah. You didn't. You can speak it, but you don't really speak it. Yeah. Because it seemed like you were uh, embarrassed to speak how your Spanish sounded. Yeah, pretty much. Case? Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, because Salvadorians have a very specific accent in Spanish uh, compared to Mexicans. Um. Not everybody knows that, but you know, being Salvadorino, when I try to speak Spanish, uh, a lot of my family is like, "Yeah, your accent's very Mexican." You know, like, "What? What are you Mexican?" Or, you know, like, they would give you shit. For yeah, it. I'd get yeah. shit. But I'd be like, oh. as a kid, like nobody was really teaching me, so I was really just trying on my own. And I was like, "Okay, well, everybody speaks English just fine, so I'm just gonna stick with that." Um, yeah, but I do remember, like, as a child, um, when I used to live in San Francisco, my mom. Like, I, I remember speaking like more Spanish mm-hmm. when I was in elementary school and all that. Um, but I think just moving out of that community and then coming here to where I live now, where I've been most of my life, mm-hmm. it's just a lot of English. And, yeah. The not speaking Spanish, how did that ever make you feel that you couldn't 
speak it as well or that people your own family your own family members would make fun of you for that like how did that do you feel like that that affected you like looking back now I mean yeah just because I could have tried harder with Spanish and I probably would be able to if I applied it more and I kind of just got over like that whatever an accent's an accent um you do feel comfortable speaking it now sorry did I um, interrupt no 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 no. (laughs) um I, I don't know. For some reason, I still just don't speak Spanish. I think it's because I'm afraid to stumble on the words or get the wrong words or like, yeah, just just doing it wrong when I'm Latino, you know, and it's like, oh, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. Um, I don't think you should feel embarrassed, which I understand, though. I understand. Mm-hmm. But like, think about it. When someone's trying to speak English to you, do you think, do you look at them and think, haha, this person can't speak English? No. No, yeah. No, right? We're like, oh, this person is trying. And so in my mind, that's how, how I've always seen it. So I feel, I feel like it's always fucked up when people make fun of other people's Spanishes. Um, because my ex, you know him. Yeah. Um, that was the situation for him. And so when the one time that we went over to Idaho for him to meet my family, he didn't try speaking Spanish to them because mm-hmm. he's that embarrassed. And I, like for for a while, I was upset. I was yeah. I was really pissed. I was like, "You literally can speak the same language. You're literally yeah. Mexican too. What? Like, why aren't you communicating with my parents? Like, this is the time for you guys to get to know each other too." Yeah. And so that bothered me. But then I was like, that fear and that embarrassment. If I felt that, I would probably not talk as well. Yeah. And so I under. I understand why that might be the case, but I hate that it comes from other people because that's that's what happened. Yeah. Um, because it's like it's not your fault. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, no, no, not at all. Um, I think now, this point that I've come to in my life, it's kind of helped to like my open, like open my mind more to like other people and like you know dealing with other cultures and just having the patience to talk to people who are trying to speak English who can, or they're trying, you know, learners, um, you know, English is their second language. Cause then I just think about myself and like when I try to speak Spanish, cause it's not my first language. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, you know, take your time. I'm not gonna, you know, yeah. try to correct you like mid sentence and stuff like that. I get, I'm going to try and work with you and get this like message you get to me. <laughs> so at work, mm-hmm. if people approach you and speak Spanish, how do you go about that? Do you usually? I oh, actually, I just start. I just assume. Do people t- tend to approach you and speak Spanish to you? Oh yeah, all the time. Okay, yeah, the brown skin, the beard, and hairy face and stuff. You know, has anyone right approached away. you and started speaking a different language other than Spanish? It's no, always Spanish. Always, it's always, Spanish. always Spanish. Yeah. Okay. Always Spanish, or the assumption that I speak Spanish. Mm. So, like, you know, hey, I need your help, and I'm like. Ugh. I would love to help you, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, but I work, you know. I mean, and it's funny when you, when you said you brought your partner and your uh, to your family, and my oral libel is just hola, cómo estás? Uh, you know, like kind of play into the jokey, like no pula blar español, <laughs> and kind of just make a joke of it. Um, usually went well because they're like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I always I try to be respectful and attempt Spanish once or twice, but I always just get too embarrassed and be like, "Uh." I think after yesterday, I can't cough anymore. Yeah. (laughs) 
Steven killed me. Esteban. Oh, man. You murdered us. I know. <laughs> um, and I let it happen. <laughs> yeah, you did. So oh bad. My God. Shout out to Steven. Hey. Were there any times throughout your life that you questioned your own ethnic identity? Did I already ask that? I don't know. You might have, and I might have not directly answered the question. But I mean, there have been other times where I'm just generally like trying to discover myself. Are you even taking hits? Um, Okay, no, no, I'm sorry, but I feel like I feel like I hand it to you, and then boom, I look away. You're trying to hand it to me. (laughs) Are you trying to make me avoid asking stuff? You know, just get too high (laughs) enough to just forget. Get into my personal life. <laughs> this is uh, totally being coerced. Co- coerced. There is another person standing here that is um has He's got signs saying signs. smoke the weed, answer the questions, or else. <laughs> so, yeah, did you ever question your the, uh, your ethnic identity at any point? Yeah. Um. And what was it? Yeah, I think it was just when I started actually like working and doing like my summer camp job actually working with kids uh and doing all that um just having that time to myself to really reflect on like who i am i was like yeah am i really like salvadoreño and i mean it is part of my identity but i I mean i was born here and i mean lately i've just kind of been like i'm i'm definitely an american you know not to be like america you know but it's like I, i can't lie i'm I'm, I've got like, you know, Salvadoreño in me, but. You're Salvadoran American. Yeah. And I I don't want to just be like, yeah, I'm just this because it's. I I felt like that for the longest time too. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted. I got excited. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, I would say like, I feel like I've been in the same boat too, but someone once told me something and so I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Whatever it is that you do is Salvadorian American. Because that's who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just how how you had no choice in say in being born, you had no soy 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 say. <laughs> What's on my face? Oh my god. Um. Yeah, and I, I, it brought peace to me when I realized that, and it sounds like you admitting to yourself that even because I yeah. had that thought, I was like, yeah, I'm American. Yeah. It's something that I try to like separate so yeah, hard from. Like, like that's no, so no, badly no, no. from everywhere. It's like, ooh, I was man. like, no, I'm American. No, what you talking about? No, yeah. I'm Mexican. I'm Mexican. Yeah. You know. Um, and but I think it got to. I, I realized I was like, just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's not part of me. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. And it's like I just those are my experiences. This is our experiences. Where we're not going to ever fully be one or the other because we're both. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I also feel it's just disrespectful to the people in my life who were, you know, straight up Americans, whatever people just born here that actually, you know, were able to make this possible, you know, because it's never just us. That's and just, yeah. Yeah. All right. What's next? Uh, did you grow up religious uh, in a religious household? No. Yeah, I that was I figured you were gonna say no. Yeah, uh, my mom was like I said the, the rebellious older sister, so um I'm pretty sure she had more of like the traditional upbringing and whatnot. But she just was as soon as we came out here and she was able to have like her own life. No, not really. 
I've always had. Should I just put it out? I am not gonna hit that. Nice. I will always try. Nice, nice. Choo choo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. Anyways, proceed. Um. Yeah, moms just never really was. There's always some kind of like some like trace of religion, you know. Um, when it came to my mom, like there was definitely like a respect to the faith and like, hey, we shouldn't do this because there is a higher being or a higher power that's like watching over you and you know, you don't know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. in your afterlife, so it's you know. Don't forget about your drink. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's right here in front of me. Thank you for that. Um, I was like, that's, yeah, that's a high moment. You might forget that. Yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, like my mom would drive, every time we'd drive by a church before going on a trip or anything like that. Know. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. Um, I said, in case that wasn't heard, I said to persinan whenever you pass by a church because that's what Catholics do. Yeah. Yeah, Catholics. Yeah, that's what we're supposed to be. I was baptized as a Catholic as a child. Did you ever do um, your first communion? I have no idea. I don't remember. I don't remember a lot of things. Then it, you would have done it between 8, 9, 10, 11? I don't believe so then. Okay. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I really just don't remember a lot of things. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's all I my life, yeah. Things like, like <laughs> memories fade so much, and it's only until like people mention things that like I'll be like, oh, yeah, that happened. Um, do you yeah. think it's the weed or the childhood trauma? It's, uh, it's always both. just been me. Could be childhood trauma. I've never had it, like, addressed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I may have, like, experienced very traumatic events as a child. And I do remember seeing, like, super, like, some crazy memories in my head. Um, but I feel like I'm fine now. I'm always, I'm in a very happy place. I'm very joyous with my life. I'm very thankful for what I have. So I'm not, my trauma's never... I don't know. Actually, I was about to say it never got to me, but uh, I, mean, I can't say that because even in my marriage now, there are moments that me and my wife have that we're like going through that's moments where I'm like, oh, shoot, like, why do I do this? You know, like, mm. hmm. I've seen this somewhere in my life and yeah. it's kind of making me reflect. And uh... speaking yeah. of which, yeah. <clears throat> hold up. Okay. Speaking of which, so yesterday I asked you a question mm-hmm. and it was. Um, with your wife by being um, um, Samoan and uh, part Filipina, mm-hmm. you guys are raising your kid. Like, I'm curious to know, and I've seen it already the past like two days, how you both are integrating your own your own cultures into, and like you're both how you're both passing on certain things over to your kid, and how you guys are both trying to raise him. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what did I ask you? Oh yeah, I think that was a question. Yeah, I think that I think was, was a question. I was like, I was like, oh, how are you, how are you integrating, and how have you noticed your cultures integrating? Besides the fact that we ate pupusas last night. Yeah. <laughs> um, for our cultures integrating, she's her lifestyle as a child and her family. I think she's very, very like religious and Christian. I could be wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm not very involved in their uh, church lifestyle. I probably should be some more. Um. But uh, yeah. Uh, you guys are teaching I'm him just Spanish, stoned and I keep like losing track. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I speak a lot of Spanish to him. My mom speaks a lot of Spanish to him. I try to speak Spanish to him. You know, try to 
make him think that I'm super comfortable with it, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. don't let him see that. <laughs> uh, my mom definitely speaks Spanish to him. Uh, and he, he understands, I think he's very much like me, which I've seen lately, where he responds in English a lot, talks mm -hmm. a lot in English, um, but understands Spanish. Mm -hmm. um, and then my wife's side of the family, I think it's more of the lifestyle that they have. And like, uh, just the way their family works and how integrated they are mm -hmm. compared to like my family nowadays. Okay. Um, they have a lot of huge family events, very connected Samoan part of our family, you know, everybody's super connected, super together. Um, it's always a beautiful time. You know, everyone's laughing or, you know, just nice little dinners, but yeah, they're, I mean, for her family and their parties, it's a, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of get togethers for like every little thing. You know, yeah. So Wait. like every small moment, it's like, yeah, let's all get together. Then it's always like a huge group, and um, that wasn't like that for you. No, it was uh, my lifestyle was very much just me and my mom, and like we'd occasionally go to like my grandma's house to have like a huge family party with like all of her sisters and all my cousins, and that would be cool. You know, seeing the cousins of like our generation, and yeah. then my, there's my brother and like the older siblings, and then there's like now the younger ones. We're all in the military now, or not all of them, but you know, some of them. Right on to them, you know, choosing that lifestyle. Just you know, the, the way our family branches, and like in so many different ways. That's a common thing: is to have lots of family parties and gatherings, yeah. and be surrounded by so many people, and getting together for the littlest of things yeah. because that's what my family will do. Yeah. Fourth of July, they don't fucking know shit about it. Yeah. One of my uncles <laughs> is like, all right, I'm bringing beer. Food. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> it, it just now hit me right now how had not had that that is completely it's a new thing to you. Mm -hmm. But it had it been someone else, it wouldn't have been anything. Yeah. Oh, oh so just so it doesn't leave my mind, the basically for me it was um in my childhood, um, when my great-grandmother was alive, in my mom's side of the family, there were uh, a lot more gatherings. You know, our family would very much get together for nothing. We'd go to the uh, camping all the time. We'd just go to random parks on, like, Memorial Day, Labor Day, you know, and then there'd be some kind of get-together with everyone. Um, and then as soon as my great-grandmother died, um, the family just kind of stopped connecting as much. And maybe I was just getting older, but then you yeah. started to see like some relationships between members and you're like, oh, they don't really get along or, oh, you know, yeah. they, they very much like can be with each other, but it's, they don't have the best relationships. Yeah, so maybe yeah. they shouldn't be in the same space. Um, and people just, you know, slowly like, you know, it's kept to their own families, like me and my mom. Um, it became basically, uh, it evolved to, like my grandma having events with like her daughters, which is like my mom and all my aunties. And then it'd be like that immediate family. You know and what that's then... becoming now? Like the past two nights. Those are the aunts and uncles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's it's what we're so trying friends. to Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to expose him <laughs> to that lifestyle. Cause yeah, I mean my mom is very introverted, I would say. And she's what do you I mean? No, she's not. So that's 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 the weird thing about my mom. Me growing up, um, I know she could be out party all the time and do all these things. Um, but then I would really see the times when like her social battery was like dead and she is like I do not want to see people. Mm -hmm. Like we can just hang out here 
we're going to have our Sunday brunch. It's like me and you. Uh, we're going to go out to the park. We're going to go to the zoo. We're going to hang out. It's just be my mom, like, chilling, driving, going somewhere, eating somewhere. Um, a lot of mom and son time. So I'm a total mama's boy. Cute. Yeah, even though I yeah. deny it sometimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, straight up just talking about this is like bringing a tear to my eye because mm-hmm. I love my mom. Um, but, yeah, just seeing her, even with her own family, it's not like she – disliked the family or she didn't want to see them because yeah. like oh it's you know family um she would just be like eh, i don't want to see people and i think i've picked up on that because i have a lot of moments where i'm like eh, i don't want to be with a lot of people and i think it upsets my wife which is one of the things we're running into because her family is very integrated and sometimes i have I'm no like social battery social. yeah and uh they're all great people, and I love hanging out with them. And they're all super fun and super welcoming. Like, none of them have been yeah. rude to me. Or no, like, it's just you have yeah. a, your social batteries down. Yeah. I get you, because when it comes to, like, I'm I'm usually the one that's, like, my social battery's done. Yeah. I didn't realize how bad, how low my social battery was until, until my ex, because of all mm. the family gatherings. Yeah. It was, like, really often, and I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> I can't keep up. Mm. <laughs> and I didn't realize that until months after. I was like, that was killing my social battery. Yeah. But it's because I was trying to keep up. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, I just need a lot more alone time, a lot more time to not do that yeah. or to not socialize. I need time to be quiet. Viola's definitely experienced that with me so far. You know what? Yeah. Okay. She's, she's, a, she's a social butterfly, too. She can go on. She's, I think that's partly why I was like, this marriage is super easy. She's kind of like my mom. She can just go, you know, mm-hmm. they're the kind of people that can just go on. Um, and then once, 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 same thing with her, once she's crashed, she's like, she gets like me, but yeah. It's, it's funny to me because you've always seemed like the <laughs> extroverted guy. Yeah. Learned it from my mom. Just, you know, I mean, I'm always talking, always like, you know, just, it's always a good time is what it is. You know, just appreciate it. I don't moments. think I've ever, ever been mad at you. I just, I think no like. no need to be mad or like, you know, like, upset. This is a waste of time to just lose that energy. Like being like, you know, just, I don't know. I just hate those kinds of negative emotions. Just, and I think that's where I'm heading. I kind of know. Could you tell that I'm a lot more relaxed? Yeah, no, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's what I'm When you saying. first met me, how fucking uptight was I? You, yeah, it was. It was hard to like open conversations. And stuff. <laughs> that's why I let you like open them all the time at first, and I was like, "Cool, all right, you're you're pitching, I'm receiving, we're we're going, you're... you know. <laughs> I'm gonna try going to this conversation. Let's see how cool we can get. Um, and yeah. That's so funny. But now now that I've kind of gotten into this mindset where I try not to let bad emotions get to me, yeah. um, I'm realizing how icky they are yeah. and how just like, man, is it even worth it? Is it even worth just feeling like that, yeah. dealing with that? Like, damn. I always thought you were extroverted. No, I'm, I, I, no, like all the times. Not like super, but like extroverted. All the the times that we've hung out, as soon as I come home, I was just like, I'm going to distract myself super hard with something. Bro, me Um, too. So (laughs) that, that ties into my new habits. So I've been building a lot of model kits Uh because I'll be going out with your family and it'll be a lot of like, yeah, okay, woo. A good time, great time. And then, yeah, and I'm like, no, I just need to like just center myself on something. And it used to be music as a kid. So I would listen to a lot of music, even mm-hmm. while I'm out with people, because I'd just be 
centering myself and then being able to like okay, get Steven. that energy back out. Yeah, and that's why <laughs> me and Steven have connected so hard on that. Yeah. Um and yeah, yeah, me now it's just a lot of kids and the, Oh, with my man. amazing wife, I'm able to deal with my social battery a little better. So, <laughs> I love that for yeah. you guys. <laughs> oh, and then the whole peace of mind thing that ties back into like me struggling with my identity and working at summer camp. Um, just all that reflection and time to like think about myself, and just those, those the moments I felt bad or upset about something or guilty um i just had to come to terms with like you know if i've maybe i've had a lot of toxic moments or it's these fears that i have in my own life that's making me like lash out to people in weird ways and just oh wait in the wait, woods wait, wait. And... is this <laughs> not record hold on let me see if it's recording <laughs> it's okay well conversation's going anyway so i mean i'll stop talking but you know what i mean if it's not recording then you can jump back into it Oh, no, it's staring right at me. You're recording. <laughs> okay, this is what I wanted. Uh, okay, school. Mm-hmm. Okay, so sorry. Where were you saying? Um, I forgot now. Sure. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> stoner uh, mind times, derailed me. <laughs> stoner and ADHD. Oh, my God. Yeah. What was it? you remember in the car? We, st- we started talking about something, and I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Um... Yeah, so what did I say? No, what did you say when we were in the car? Oh, uh, something about living on the mission. Living on the mission, and then... Uh, why did moving out? I know it's definitely moving out of the mission changed my life and, like, my exposure to the people around me. Being in the mission when I was a kid, uh, when we lived out there, you know, I just exposed to Latinos everywhere, you know? Walking down the street with my mom and everybody, going down the street, there's a corner market. Um, and see, I, I I wish I could remember the names of these places because these places are gone now. You know, they're not even there, so it's hard to be like, oh, yeah, you know, it was this place. Um, I, I interrupted your thoughts. No, you're good. Um, it's just, I mean, it's Growing just, up in the mission, yeah, living the out mission. of their effect. To, uh, yeah, yeah, moving out of the city just changed my life. Because I remember as a kid, I used to be able to speak Spanish a little more. And I was a lot more comfortable interacting with people. I think just because being in a community of Latinos, being a little kid stumbling on the Spanish in the store, I was like, oh, you know, he's learning, you know. And then yeah. moving <clears throat> out to a place like this where there's like a lot more, you know, array. And there's an array of different people here as well but it's not just like one single community um yeah and then english was just like the basic language and uh trying to keep my spanish but like just really persisting with english because it's what everybody spoke was uh kind of what was like led to the embarrassment to like speaking spanish because i would try and then i'd hear other people spanish that are my my age and be like oh well um, <laughs> and like you know and people yeah like you brought like you asked earlier if like people would assume i spoke spanish and, you know they would just kind of jump into it and as a kid i would try mm-hmm. out here to be like you know speaking spanish uh, uno, esos, por favor. Mm-hmm. and then hearing them chuckle or you know a little like <laughs> this guy's trying all right 
it was embarrassing as a kid, but I mean, seeing it now as you know, thinking about it as an adult, it's just like you're probably just laughing, like, okay, it's a comedic moment of this kid trying. Even now, you're but, positive. But, but I mean, yeah, I try to be, <laughs> which ties into the summer camp thing. Just being in the woods, it just gave me a lot of time to think, be like, let go, be happy. I wish I could pull up the creed or the tenets of the place that I was at. Oh my god, they just bring me so much peace of mind. Every time I'm stressed, I just think of one of those, and I'm like, okay. I don't want them to like always speak like health and wealth to the person that you're interacting with mm-hmm. just cause you know, positive conversations, positive vibes, influence each other positively. <laughs> yeah. I'm yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Summer camp <laughs> changed my life, it, which is also why um, I accept myself being called an American because the biggest changes in my life were uh, brought to me by a white dude, you know? It took one guy for me uh, to see me at a w- volunteering at a outdoor camp to be like, hey, dude, you're really good with kids. Like, do you want a job? And I was like, fuck it. All How right, I'm going to get paid. Oh, dang. I think when you first brought me on, I was like 16. Yeah. And then uh, that's also where I met Viola. So without this white dude, I would not have met my wife had my son be where i'm at right now you know and, and that's where it's like yeah like how how can i not accept this part of my life when this guy's you know born out of chicago illinois um coming out here shout out to hilltop dude campa he's called campa because it's the camp grandpa of my grandchild or my child my grandchild shoot not that old yet <laughs> yeah that's so yeah. fucking so, cute so that dude changed my life Ugh. going to volunteer because yeah um there's so much stuff that's happened in my life. Oh I'm my skipping. God, you met yeah. Via at 16? And no, then... no. So 16, 17, I was, it was just me. Like, but that, you, those oh, were the moments. Oh, of, but like, eventually inflection. it led. Yeah. <sighs> that's still really fucking cute. Yeah. That we're, we're basically a camp couple. And like yeah. everybody that knows us from yeah. like those OG days, definitely call us that. Okay, this yeah. makes you want a fangirl. Yeah. <laughs> Solo's a little popular camp baby because he's the offspring of like a successful relationship from this like super small suburban camp. And, then, and yeah, and she's on to being like, uh, you know, at her job. Yeah. You know, her outdoor. Oh my God. Um, yeah. I so love it so much. Yeah. Like I told you, I am living vicariously <laughs> through you guys. So like, I am so fucking happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, I knew I was going to get to know you better. Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. Yeah. Do you want to keep smoking? Yeah. I, oh, I, I was only going to ask because I, I was like, oh, are you getting done. cold? Yeah. Like I told you, bro, I'm spoiled. When yeah. I smoke, I'm spoiled. Throwing it's cool. It's, it's honestly, it's just my hands that are cold. Uh, so I can serve. I can, I'm fine. I'm pretty. Well, like if my hands are cold, that's really fine. No, it's cool. I kind of like it because yeah. then it's like cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to ask about school. Did it all ties into the moment I met wife? Yeah. Uh, did you ever. So for a lot of times. Do I want to talk about school? I want to jump to some other things that I've been like more dying to know kind of thing. Give it to me like a game show. Give me these different questions and I'll choose the one that I'll we'll go down and I'll just roll with you in the conversation. Fuck it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's some good ones. Um, (laughs) No, no pressure. I'm honestly thinking just 
how would I answer each question? I am that person. <laughs> Licking the cup? Yeah, I am that person. <laughs> if it's that good, I'm fucking trying to grab as much as I can. All of it. Yeah, I surprisingly like mine. I didn't think I was going to be as into it as I am, but it's good. Awesome. Yeah. I'm happy. It's a good choice. Yeah. You chose it this time. Mm-hmm. You're a big kid now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> big boy decisions. <laughs> uh, dang, now I'm stuck. Because mental health would definitely be, I don't want to say a weird one to talk about, but I don't think I've dealt with things, but I've moved on from things when it comes to mental health. So that's why I've kind of been able to be so positive in my life. Let, but you uh, know what? high school ties into meeting my wife and also mental health, actually. <laughs> um, or school, school in general. Um, Can I tell you something from an outside perspective? Mm-hmm. And what was the first thing you said? Education? Education. Oh, yeah, I already yeah. said that. Um, oh, yeah, mental health. There you go. <laughs> I had to go through that visual thing in my head. Go to your doors. Um, you know how some people don't have inner monologues? I've heard of that. Yeah. My hairstyle is do. doesn't. That's And she was describing it to me. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Sorry, I'm like super excited. My mouth is like hyper salivating. <laughs> but... Yeah, I think I've experienced some kids like that have who haven't realized that they they talk don't out have they that. talk out loud yeah. more to themselves. Yeah. And I was like, "Whoa, yeah." Oh, outside perspective. Um, you okay? If I were to <laughs> just guess, mm-hmm. or not just guess, like let's say if I didn't about. Without some in, ugh, how do I say this? I don't fucking know. Anyways, I think that someone could look at you and think that you don't have much ish, many problem, not problems. You don't have many. You don't have to manage too many mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And um, you seem like a mentally healthy guy who hasn't really had, um, not. You've had your struggles, but not to an extent. Yeah, yeah. That, like, let's say me or something. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, you just come. You just seem like you have a mentally sane, sound mind. I can't. I think you know what I mean. Yeah. That your mental health is is pretty healthy and has always been healthy. Like that's I. That's an impression that I think a lot of people could possibly get from you. Um, definitely a safe judgment for me and my point in life now. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, everyone has their issues no matter how they present. Yeah. Yeah. So. 10,000. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that was ugly. <gasps> that was ugly. <laughs> Excuse me. I know that was weak. Um, <laughs> so I should put a, like a warning because <laughs> mm-hmm. I burp a lot. And so uh, there are people who don't like burps. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but like. I enjoy burping. Don't judge me. Actually, I don't care. (laughs) Outside perspective. Oh, yes. So, 
talk about mental health then like that's my first uh, what i just said how much of it is true how much of it yeah. is not well since you phrased it like that that I, i'm a person um who would you know that judgment would be safe to you know what you just said you know blah 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 blah, blah, blah you know um yeah mental health so that also ties into sexuality or i can tie it in there Ooh, um yeah. yeah i love it when shit just comes together yeah exactly <laughs> you, you put the pieces together there for my mind perfect um cool. <laughs> uh yeah as a kid i like i said i don't remember if i've had traumatic events in my life happen because i i've never sought them out or to like solve them um that's like the end at the beginning um but as a child i feel like i've witnessed a lot of people go through shit and i've seen them like through the stages of the shit that they've gone through um and with people in like my very personal life so i've you know and it's uh it's made me wary of myself from the get-go as a child um mm. and i would always gravitate towards people who have had some kind of like struggle or, you know, really traumatic event and is aware of it, you know, in my life. Um, maybe because of the unaddressed shit in my life, I'm able to like connect with people like, like me and Steven um, right away. I had a connection. Um, and, what was uh, it for us? I don't know. And, we and just got along. Yeah, and, and that's the thing with Steven. And that's the thing with me and, and a lot of people. And it's like people I genuinely care about. And like, I don't know, maybe it's just because we're very... all lacking love in some way. So we seek it like from our friends and like these comfortable relationships that we have with each other. Um, that's how I You're have very viewed it. approachable. Uh, thanks to mom. <laughs> and <laughs> all her lessons. <laughs> um, yeah. I think also seeing my own mom go through like, some shit in her life. And I don't think she's aware that I was aware as a child mm -hmm. of like some of the things that she was going through. Um, and like some of the other people in my life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just growing up, I was, I don't know. I always felt so like heartbroken growing up and like just seeking like love from people and not that I didn't get it from my mom or like the people like, yeah. Um, it was just something in me that was weird um yeah mental health and just witnessing people sorry trying to get back into it and yeah going through school um as a kid i i would have let myself get emotional at times and i would be like made fun of it for it and i would just feel like shit for being made fun of for being emotional and, you let yeah. yourself be emotional yeah i okay. mean i would try to and I, I would like you know where else would i let it go i don't want to let it go around like my family because i don't want them to worry about me and uh just other places and just you know and i don't know sometimes i think as a kid with my family too i would kind of be teased that for being emotional as a kid as a boy you know broom fucking my cheese mom yeah and, yeah <laughs> i mean kind of um definitely when it came to like i don't know i feel like for my dad's side i've always had to be like very hmm you know like oh, i'm i'm my father's son Woo, you know he's the one that he actually brings around which is weird because yeah i'm the closest in relationship my father has with one of his kids wow and even i feel like there's a large relationship lagging yeah um, i mean now as an adult like we've definitely have something going on especially with like his grandson in his life and uh 
yeah, I can only be thankful for where, where we are now, you know, because we do have a relationship and it's, I may have been liking something before and so positive. There's something, something there now. You know what it is? That's what I appreciate about you, man. You're so positive. You make me be like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I mean, shit, shit happens. Shit works out eventually. I mean, but yeah, my friend mom's always been shit. Somebody else's shit stinks worse than mine, you know? And I mean, like, I can't be upset about it. I, I got to just keep going. I, and then, I mean, even before, like, I maybe I have been influenced by like the machismo mindset from a get go, but to me, it's always been like, if this person can do what they're doing and like get through it and be fine and smile at the end of the day or do whatever, like then I can, I can do it. You know, that's how I've always seen it with other people. Um, Cause the shit I've seen as a kid. <laughs> I'm, I, tra- I, I'm trying to like analyze that. Yeah. I, I, not in like, not in that bad way. I'm just like trying to make sense of it. There you go. I'm trying to make sense of it. Mm. Damn bro. I never thought that like, I, Mm. I don't know. See, I'm getting to know yeah. you. But and yeah, going through school, that's how it was until middle school. Middle school happened. Okay. Yeah. Happened in um, school. I had a partner. Um and uh she passed away riding a bike. Yeah, after school one day. So I had to deal with the loss of a partner. Um and it was soon after my great grandmother had died. So then my family was feeling the effects of mourning and everybody was getting, you know, disconnected. And like I said, the family kind of started a breaking connection. Yeah. So I wasn't seeing like my cousins as much. I wasn't seeing like, and you know, my mother was hurt too. Cause that's her grandma. And, um, she was mourning in her way. Um, then yeah, I lost my partner in middle school. Um, and, uh, the big moment for me was like seeing her, as the paramedics were like getting to her, so she was like, "Um, oh yeah. my god, you witnessed this?" <laughs> uh, I mean, I didn't witness the accident happening, but but I was literally, I would say, like what a minute or like so after, because I remember walking over the hill, and um, I used to hate myself for this moment, and I I, I let it go going, now, but um, I went to Parkside. I don't remember that. Yeah, it's right down the street over there. Um, but uh, yeah, I remember after school, we were. Getting out of class, end of the day, we were going to walk home together like we usually do, share our music, listen to my iPod while mm-hmm. we're walking together, you know, cute little middle schooler things. Um, and, uh, you get emotional thing about, sorry. No, dude, <laughs> yeah, it's so uh, cool. If you're not comfortable uh, talking, we no, don't I'm, to. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm totally comfortable talking about it now just because it's, it was a moment of growth for me, you know, like it was yeah. an experience that like, like I said, I've always had a fair mind that somebody else had it worse than me, which kind of helped me mourn and was also kind of toxic for me but uh yeah i was uh you know after school i was like hey yeah i'm gonna go put my stuff away i'm gonna go to my locker you know put my math book away i totally had room in my like backpack to just hold the stuff but i was like i'm gonna be lazy and put it away Mm -hmm. and she was walking on with another friend of ours and then uh yeah i guess she got on a bike and went down the hill because it was another friend of ours bikes um but the bike didn't have brakes on it um the maneuver she tried was definitely super smart. And I was like, wow, for a flight or flight moment and like that kind of thing, I was like, oh, it's props to her for instinct. Um, but she had like turned the bike super hard to like trying to like bank the corner, you know, like yeah. go down the other way. Um, but there was a car um, and they collided. Um, yeah. And then I was like walking out after I put my uh, locker, my stuff in the locker, I walk over the hill and I kind of see a crowd of people. And I was like, oh, is there a fight going on or something? You know, like, yeah, <laughs> what, yeah. what shit are these middle schools wilding out on now? Um, 
yeah, and then I walked down the hill, and then uh, I just remember seeing the outfit, and like I didn't really see her face, and like even now looking back at it, I can't remember her face, um, but I remember the outfit, uh, uh, and then like I remember the paramedics kind of started like crowding her, and then like cutting her uh, her bra. You know, I think they were gonna attempt to use the AED because you got to cut the wiring and stuff. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just remember sitting on the corner of that street just like watching this whole thing happen and like people around me are like i don't know you just see everybody staring at you and they're like what am i gonna do you know and i'm just like i don't know what am i gonna do <laughs> and um somebody else who had like witnessed the whole thing was like super upset about it and like had made this one comment to me of, like dude where are you like why weren't you there but no. <laughs> i know they didn't mean it in like some like mean way but they were like you know they they understood uh. it was preventable and like that's what i was like <sighs> and then uh, it's just when i heard that comment i was like oh i don't know what to do and then the paramedics had taken her away and i just like walk home and yeah it was super super traumatic event for me oh, as a middle God. schooler yeah and like um <laughs> Rest in peace, Rebecca. You know, um, it was in the yeah, the seventh grade, eighth grade, going oh to eighth grade. Oh my god! Yeah. Can I share that piece of information? Why yeah, that yeah, some, okay. Yeah. Or actually, sh- <laughs> I don't know. It's it's also one of the things where it's like I, Rebecca was the name when you guys find out the sex. It was you were gonna if it was a girl, was a you were girl, gonna we you were gonna, gonna name her Rebecca, right? Yeah, yeah. Still the plan if we have a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah she like, if, oh my god that's yeah. so cute i'm like i'm like it makes me want to cry like <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah because if to be honest like if not not if i was in her place but if she were to have the opportunity to be like at the age where we are now like guaranteed she would have been doing things that she had like she had like this drive and like her like mindset um and just her, to be honest, it was her that influenced like that general positivity because she was the first person that I met that was super like, oh, it's okay, oh yeah, it's whatever, you know, it's super happy. Oh my happy. god, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was super, super nice. Um, the most genuine person like ever, like even like as a middle schooler, like some kids are just growing up toxic, and you can see it. But she was just super beaming light, you know. Um, wow, is this like a a fucking lifetime movie <laughs> <laughs> but yeah wow. so yeah i think for me uh having a daughter and naming her after her kind of gives her the opportunity again oh my god <laughs> <laughs> get stoned and cried with each other you I know just <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> super blessed to have a wife that's super okay with that too cause yeah <laughs> oh my god I can't handle it it's so cute <laughs> oh my god yeah damn had I known that I would have cried here man I would have gone, <laughs> gone some toy paper <laughs> I knew I should have a box of tissues Ah. Um, yeah, not a story I've told in a while. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, taking that into high school was super hard because I just disassociated from a lot of people. I just felt bad for the longest time about 
losing her in that one yeah. moment, um, really, really hated myself for like the longest time. Oh my God. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <sighs> yeah. And to come out this fucking positive, <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> Damn, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just had that thought. If he can do it, so can I. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that was weird. Wow. A uh, long morning period, that's for sure. I feel like I'm in one of those places <laughs> where um, something like, um, like, I don't know how to describe this. I feel like I'm talking to someone who like that that guy who um tried uh to to um end their life on the golden gate and then um, survived yeah. and then became a huge talker <laughs> yeah i feel like i'm talking to that's kind of an example and like i like i feel so i feel like honored that you would trust me with this no, story no 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 <laughs> like uh, no holy shit <laughs> This is not what I was expecting when I got into this. This is not what I was expecting when I, like, the the connection, the connect type of connection that I would feel like form with people through this. Oh my god! Like, so talking. I'm just saying. I wish I had the creed or the tenets to show you because there's some of them just hit so close to the heart. For I feel like people who are hurt, and it's just like man. Just doing that one simple thing and being able to like, and I'm, and that's what I'm saying. It all it all comes back to like meeting this one white dude because like it's just like holy it's, shit. Yeah, it, we just, we just, yeah, it's, it's comes back. Yeah, it all comes What's back. What's Campa? To this guy, it's a Campa. Campa. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Let's go Campa. Um, yeah, dealing with uh, morning like even like nobody. I think nobody in my knife, my knife, in my life knew how to deal with. Uh, a morning youth. So there was, oh my there was a lot of times I felt very alone or like I couldn't communicate with people. Um, people try to speak to me indirectly and it's like, I, I know you're speaking to me indirectly and it's very, I don't know. I didn't like it. Um, I just started to hate myself so much that I started to hate the people around me for like no reason. And I would just be, I guess I'd be loud and like extroverted, but like in a very toxic and like rude way to some people. Um, in a, some relationships I developed um, with some very positive people, I would act, you know, in very like negative ways. Yeah. Um, just because I didn't know how to mourn, I didn't know how to deal with it. I would, like I, said, I hated myself to the point where I hated other people. Um, which which was super horrible. Like I treated people in like some really shitty ways, which is I'm super toxic cis male growing up, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess in just dealing with that morning and and exploring my sexuality, that's where I kind of, yeah, just going through school and like not enjoying people's company and developing like really negative relationships. Or I mean, other people might have viewed it as positive for a moment, but for me, it was just escapism in so many like shapes and forms. Um, Did you start smoking weed? During this time, yeah, we can totally go down that tangent if you want, because it's weed started as like depression medicine for me. Because there was I, yeah, I stopped talking to people and I just it was like signs for me, just simple interactions for the longest, because I just I didn't know what to say 
And I, I kind of hit those moments now, but I kind of, yeah, I guess I'd use comedy to like get over it at times. Um, but yeah, I uh, spent summers with uh, family elsewhere uh, in an undisclosed location <laughs> <laughs> at an undisclosed uh, time um, <laughs> with unknown names. Um, yeah, there. It was the first time I was able to like connect with people again because I mean I would just, I yeah I don't remember what led to the point for morning. I don't know if I want to tell the other part of the Rebecca story that's really gonna like wrench people's guts and then go from there, or <laughs> like do I, do I want to just mess with everybody right now and use the whole story? <laughs> Be so bad. Okay, you can think about that while I go use the bathroom. Yeah, no, I'll wait for you. That's oh, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I need a restart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Decided not to do the other part. Just it's totally this, fine. The story. I just. I, just I, I, uh, I kind of already got out of the zone a little bit, yeah. so it's fine. We but share um, the tears. We don't need to jump back into that. Okay. So then, uh, then what? How? How is this continuing? Oh, me exploring with cannabis as a uh, young child with undisclosed people at an undisclosed time in an undisclosed place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they uh, they were exploring this at the time because there was uh, a lot easier access to it where they were at. And uh, um, I don't know what led to the point of saying, okay, I'm going to go spend my time somewhere else, leaving like my home. Um, but yeah. I just remember leaving with family and going to this place, hanging out with, you know, these people um, who I love very much and very much appreciate and treat very much like my brothers and uh, thank them so much for, you know, helping me um, at least start my grieving process in a more positive way. Um, but yeah, they're just like, hey, have a smoke. And then just sitting in this place, super open sky away from the city being high for the first time I didn't feel like a worry you know I, I like felt I felt okay <laughs> I didn't like hate myself I didn't feel like oh man I've got to think negatively about this or I've got to get away from these people I don't know I think I felt like I didn't want to be around people because I didn't want to see anybody die anymore you know, like, my great-grandma just passed away from, like, us leaving a vacation. Um, I didn't witness her. I would have been, oh, my God, that would have been horrible if I witnessed, like, both in the span of time of that as a youth. Oh, my gosh. Scarred. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <I> <laughs> Thankful for the multiverse that's not me. <laughs> Respects to the other one. <laughs> um, but yeah, just dealing with the morning of that situation with my great grandmother and then witnessing that. Um, I was just afraid to get close to anybody, make it like a genuine connection. I didn't want to be close to anybody because I didn't want to feel that pain of losing somebody super close to me again. Um, and I, just that thought alone that like I didn't want to see somebody potentially dying led to like really short relationships in all shapes and forms with people. And it just, you know, <coughs> just made a really negative impact in my life going through high school and middle school. Cause I'd be like, yeah, I'm doing this for the right reason. Ah, fuck. 
you know, get out of my life. I don't want to really deal with this right now, you know. <laughs> and you gave me a momentary piece of happiness, and you have upset me this one time. Now I don't want to see you, you know. This weird way of processing life that I had. Um, then you had smoked. Did not feel the need to, like, interact the way that I did and just was able to, yeah, to, like, just be at peace sometimes, be out of my own headspace. Um, and I just kept smoking from there. Not as often. I still smoked very little for a good portion of time after that just because it wasn't super easy access for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it, it just kind of helped me be like, okay, maybe I can be open to being like, chase this feeling without having to do that you know like i i know what i could feel if i get out of that headspace you know or if i able back then it wasn't addressing it it was escapism like i said getting away from that morning i'm just gonna get high for a little bit um which is super bad i guess is it good to use or not i don't know it got me to the point now where i am so i'm like still thankful for it um but yeah, um, just using it as like an antidepressant and occasionally having it. And what did I say? Oh, it showed me what I could have, like what, what headspace I could be in of just being able to like let go. Mm. Um, and then I started attempting to be more social. Um, I started getting reconnected to Oscar because we've known each other since the second grade. Oh, so <laughs> having that, and yeah, he's him witnessing my morning period and me cutting him out of my life for like X amount of time and then really reconnecting. Um, and uh, he was discovering his sexuality. So Oscar. we were, yeah, straight up. Oh my God. Ty, my brother. <laughs> no, he's not. Oh, no. <laughs> Ty is, um, I don't know where I'd be without him. Um, also oh, my morning period. to clarify, period. Oscar or... <laughs> I do that all the time. Hector has a brother named Oscar. We're Red not talking brother. about that brother. Yeah. We're talking about Oscar the friend. Yeah, I call him Ty because of some nicknames we've got in middle school. Um, we've, we're always super close, so they basically named us Kai and Ty. So I'm Kai, he's Ty. And you'll hear us call each other that. And it's, it's yeah. very much like an interpersonal yeah. like, call out. I hear thing. that every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's how long he's known me. But then, yeah, we start. I started oh, hanging out with him a little more, and yeah, I would still smoke and you know get high, and then we'd go out and socialize, or I'd drink a little, whatever. Exploring drugs and alcohol as a youth, <laughs> um, and yeah, I started meeting like guys that I really felt like connected to, and I was like, oh, I don't really feel this connected to with like females like that. And, I mean, I, I was being a super toxic male at that time and only seeking out physical connections mm -hmm. with most of the women in my life. Um, which I apologize to all of them for all that bullshit that I did. Oh my gosh, that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry such for another time. Yeah, such an asshole. Because um, this, this Hector yeah. wouldn't. No, no this Hector no, no, would no. never. Oh gosh. I can't now. I feel like just, uh, again, wasting time with that negative energy all those situations bring. You just don't want to do that. It's be positive, be happy, just love each other mm -hmm. in a genuine way. Mm -hmm. Manipulate and do all that shit, mm -hmm. <sighs> but yeah. Um, and then meeting men and uh, at, at these events and like people I liked, very beautiful individuals, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fascinated by you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, that's uh, where I discovered myself. 
hanging out with Ty. And uh, yeah, I feel like the downside of that is I never really got to explore my fluidity, even up until now, my point in marriage. Mm -hmm. Like I've always known I'm okay with having a relationship with any person uh, in any situation. Uh, it's just the individual that I want to have a connection with. You know, it's the person that I meet. Um, Valuing yeah. the human connection. Yeah, yeah. It's like, whatever. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... And then it, trying to explore that as a youth. I remember bringing it up to some family members. And they were like, no, no, you don't. You'll get over it. You know, like, we know what you're doing. No, you're not. You're going to get over it. And then I was just never comfortable with myself around family in that way. I think even now... They think I'm very much like, he's a straight man with a wife and child. He's, you know, <laughs> don't know that I'd be okay with doing other things. <laughs> They're very much in denial. Um, I don't, I mean, at this point, like I said, they probably have like no idea. Um, but yeah, as a youth, definitely had questionable conversations and then questionable looks after making a proclamation. They're like, yeah, I think I might be interested and then I'd be like, oh, yeah, this artist I like, oh, this guy is amazing. And I'd be like, oh, is he amazing or is he amazing? You know, and it's like <laughs> and just the looks and stuff that I'd get from family from, like I said, very much like Catholic traditional. But with my mom, That's she rude. was. Huh? That's rude. Yeah, very much so. So I very I was very embarrassed and. I want to say ashamed. I was never ashamed of myself <laughs> um, when it came to that. I just felt embarrassed and like, oh, Honestly, just stick to this hetero, hetero lifestyle. <laughs> that I suppress my sexuality so much. Yeah. I think part of the reasons is because I knew situations like yours happened. Yeah. Especially with all those fucking telenovelas. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I just was like, the brain will do anything for, to preserve itself mm -hmm. and block those memories. Yeah. Because that's like... No one should have to go through. Yeah, you, yeah. It just—I felt—I want to say offended, but I just felt bad on a whole other personal level in that. And then even like going out with friends and stuff in the back of my mind, I was like, "Oh, my family could be out here, you know?" Because my family's everywhere. Just <laughs> 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 spread all over the East Bay, like my mom said, it, and then just people that know my family too are everywhere. So I was like, Damn. Oh. Yeah, I always felt like oh. even when I thought like, "Oh yeah, nobody's gonna know somebody that I know here." Mm -hmm. <laughs> Someone's there. <laughs> Damn. You would think you'd get lost in the city, but nope. Eyes <laughs> are everywhere. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just hanging out, getting drunk when I was a little older. I was able to explore a little more, I guess. But I never developed a serious relationship with people. Just because I still felt forced to kind of live like a hetero, hetero <laughs> lifestyle. Like I said, with my wife now, I very much know who I am. And, you know, we very, we've had conversations about ourselves that we're... But yeah, growing up with family making comments and stuff was very weird. How is it with your mom? Uh, was never like homophobic or anything like that on any like way, shape, or form. Um, but I think when I kind of alluded to it with her, I could see that she got very nervous. I don't think she was so much nervous that like, oh, my son might be like queer on some sort of level. Mm -hmm. It was more of like, how is he going to deal with it? I think my family had very much has underestimated like the willpower that I have with how quiet that I've been and how like calm my demeanor has been. Yeah. 
but uh, I could see that she got nervous for my way. And it, it that also made me feel like, oh, if my mom is not confident in me, how could I be confident in myself? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure if we were to have those conversations now, it'd be a lot more okay. But I, I just, I've never brought it up again ever since then. <laughs> and how old were you again? Uh, I want to say I was like a freshman. I don't even know the year old I was but I was like a freshman freshman 14 15 yeah about right yeah <laughs> I can't imagine I'm not the, the 14 13 year old me yeah I have never had the courage to do that yeah <laughs> would no uh-uh yeah well yeah see my mom and me were like super connected so I always felt like it's okay to say anything so that was also one of those moments was like yeah I'm talking to my mom la, 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 la. <laughs> like, yeah interesting dealing with that in the back of my head for the longest time Wow. I, I think now I can make like some slight comments and then she'll be like, okay, whatever. And I think she'll like, accept it to you. But now it's like, what are you going to do? I'm married anyways. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I mean, I'm, my mom is very accepting in general because I do have family members that have come out. that was like gay to the whole family and everybody's reception was super positive and super loving and super accepting. And I am, I was so scared when he first came out, <laughs> but uh, yeah, everything went well. And yeah, I hope he knows that we all love him. And from everybody else's point of view, he's accepted. <laughs> but yeah, I've never myself brought it up to everyone, everyone. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I thought it was out and open. No, that not, not my, the whole time. That's, yeah. It's that's how like, it seemed like. I mean, with the people who know me and the people that I make genuine connections with, it's like, yeah, dude, whatever. Like, you know, you can know anything. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm glad to be a part of that. Story. Yeah. And then continuing on with school. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, middle school is when the whole Rebecca thing happened, which was traumatic. And then high school, exploring my sexuality and still dealing with, like, mourning and grief um, um, kind of ties into my high school lifestyle and how I view education. Um I am very grateful for the time that we were born in compared to others when it comes to being somebody who's exploring the sexuality because uh, we had like a GSA in high school, which I'm sure is not called GSA anymore. Um, that was a gay straight alliance. I remember very that. Very straightforward. Yeah. Um, I was very much an active member uh, in as an ally? Throughout my, yeah, as an ally. As an throughout ally? My, yeah, as an ally. Throughout, <laughs> high school, yeah, <laughs> throughout high school. And I think that's how me and Ty got connected to a lot of uh, events as well. Mm -hmm. Just because a lot of outreach programs and, you know, people fighting suicide and all these other things within, like, the community. And, uh, yeah, I'm grateful for that because I was able to be in a comfortable space. And, Can I say something yeah. before I lose a thought? I, the, uh, that's how deep 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 in the closet i was mm. that i don't even dare approach to be an ally yeah in that thing like I that's was... how i hit it from my mom actually i was like no i'm part of this club i'm an ally mom i'm i'm down for the people you know yeah yeah. And i think that's how she was able to be like oh, okay and kind of accept the terms that i might be exploring yeah yeah, like, yeah. no i'm just an ally i'm exposed to it i'm not involved in it you know <laughs> damn Okay. Yeah. Like I said, thank you for my mom for always being the beautiful, accepting woman that she is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, continue on. Um, yeah, so that we got connected with people through 
you know, being allies with the mm-hmm. GSA. Um, and it got me away from being the people who have known me my whole life. Because being in middle school and seeing all those eyes, like, looking at me in the corner of that street. And then seeing everybody in, like, high school oh and God, through college. I mean, with the same eyes that looked at me when I was, like, smaller to be like, oh, what's this guy doing now? It was always in the back of my mind. It was always something, like, how are they looking at me? Like, is it, like, is this, like, the guy that lost Rebecca? Not lost Rebecca, but, you know, like, is this Rebecca's ex-boyfriend? Or is this, uh, is this Hector? You know, it was, like, just, I never knew how to interact with those people, like, genuinely. Oh which I feel God. bad for because, I mean, a lot of cool-ass people and a lot of people are in great places in their life now. Could have had some good friendships. But just, yes, and me mourning and, like, dealing with, like, I don't know, just the visuals of all that. Super weird. To feel like you had all these odds, my like, that's one of my greatest phobias. Yeah. It was, like, all the time. Especially San Bruno is super oh small. I don't think people realize it here on the peninsula. Oh, my God. Yeah. I... Like, if you put the... Like, our Latin countries on scale, like, with their continents, like, how packed we are right there on Central America, and you scale it down to, like, the peninsula here in the Bay Area, that's how, like, small each, like, to Millbrae, Burlingame, San Bruno, South City, and, like, you know, we're all this little Pacifica. Yeah. Yeah. Um, San Bruno is super small. San Bruno is, like, El Salvador to me, because it's the tiniest freaking one, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, everybody's just known each other our whole lives. It's just weird seeing those eyes again. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, that gives me anxiety just thinking about mm-hmm. it. And exploring my sexuality, too. It was weird to have, like, people look at me and be like, oh, Rebecca's boyfriend's gay, you know, and stuff like that. And it's like, was she really dating a guy, you know? And it's just those weird thoughts that, like, creep into your head. And maybe just me in my situation. I don't know if anybody else has dealt with something like that, but yeah. I just had a moment, a high moment. I just realized I'm not in Washington. You're in California, not not California. <laughs> and it's freaking me out. Oh my god! Because I'm realizing I'm not in, sitting on my couch. Huh? <laughs> the stages of being high. Right? <laughs> oh, it's the paranoia. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so that was weird exploring all that. And then yeah, high school. So that ties into my education because I, I was grieving. I was put into a grief group in high school because like edgy people are dealing with stuff too. Let's all talk about our problems. And I thought it was going to be a really positive moment. And it, it did help me in some kind of way, actually, because I was able to see, again, other people's issues and like their personal lives. Mm-hmm. And like for me, I was dealing with a traumatic moment. Other people are demu- uh, dealing with like persistent trauma, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I was like, how could I? be like i'm so sad i feel so bad and this person's like dealing with like sexual harassment and all these other things and you know and it's like ah. <laughs> um but yeah in, in my weird morning and grief i just got really like lazy with school so i was like i don't why do i need to participate in high school like i i'm probably gonna die before i'm 20 whatever like i don't need to establish a career or, like learn anything it was just that weird like hate myself kind of thing yeah. i was like i'm gonna die probably before we all get anywhere so yeah. i don't need to be doing this shit and Honestly, stupid youth i should have done it when when you were at that period what age did you think you would make you pass yeah, when I got to high school, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to really go past, like, 20. 
I was like, yeah, 21 is when you can drink. Everybody says that's a cool point in your life. It's a trade. It's a landmark moment, yeah. you know, uh, or trademark moment, whatever, whatever the fuck the word is. Yeah. <laughs> a milestone. Yeah, uh, milestone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, yeah, I guess I'll hit that and experience what everyone's like, alcohol ooh, in the legal way. And then who fucking knows? <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to get a job. I'm going to go walk off and just go somewhere. If I lay down and lay down, I lay down. And you're so positive. <laughs> you're like, seeing, you're like knowing the positive <laughs> person that you've always been, like, whoa. Yeah. Ties Hold back up. To that Why windy. is it that. I, uh, <laughs> it's just so crazy to say. I'm just learning so much about you. Man. Yeah. This makes me feel like that you guys know nothing about me. Honestly, yeah. And, and I honestly don't know a lot about a lot of people in my personal life. I just know we have such a like positive, loving relationship, but I'm like, I don't need to know like your issues. Yeah. Like it's not that like, I don't want to hear them. It's like, you are where you are now. You're here with me. I'm appreciating my time with you now, you know, like, (laughs) because it's the same thing. I lost someone. I don't, if if I'm going to lose you now, then I want to at least be like, I had something with this person in whatever way, shape or form. That's adult me now. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I love you guys. <laughs> I love you too. Dude. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Might as well Who share knew? a moment than lose a moment. Who knew that a fucking cup of coffee was going to do this? No. Some cafecito. <laughs> How is that tying into education? Oh, yeah. It, it goes into like, I didn't know. I, I didn't think people knew how to deal with uh, a grieving youth because mm-hmm. grief group was just, let me hear your problems. Mm-hmm. What else do you have problems with? Mm-hmm. Okay. But in my class, I was, again, what you went to grief, grief group in, in, yeah, in high school, throughout high school, or at least freshman, sophomore year. I was uh, get to that. Um, yeah, yeah. In class, I would just, yeah, since I wasn't expecting to get far anyways, I was like, I'm just going to talk to people in class and be like, ha check this out and just be stupid. Not that I wanted to distract them from like their education, which I kind of was doing. <laughs> dickhead move, young Hector. Um, I don't know. I feel like when I had to sit there and be calm and focus is when like weird thoughts would start creeping into my mind. So I just didn't want to focus. I didn't want to think about it. I felt like it would trigger something mm-hmm. that would just make me sad or like space out super hard, which occasionally I do not as much as like anymore. Um, but I used to just, yeah, space out really hard because my mind would just get in a loop of like an image or a thought or like, yeah, basically. And I would just have like a, a negative phrase in my mind and I would just repeat it. Like for the longest time in my head, I was like, why were you so fucking lazy? And it was in reference to me, not just holding my math books or putting them in my bag, which I had, which was empty at that mm-hmm. time and being like, yeah. We could have been walking together. We could have been like, uh, I could have seen the bike with no brakes and been like, let's just walk and listen to some music because I had yeah. some new tunes I wanted to check out. Yeah. yeah. And we had certain bands that we were super into together. So I was like, yeah, let's listen to them. Um, I could have been. And that, yeah, I would just do that a lot in high school. Just have a phrase in my head and space out. And I do remember a few moments being as a student in school trying to like 
be like, wait, what happened? Like, I have a question. Can you say that again? And they'd be like, dude, stop fucking around. Like, come on. And they'd be like, wait, but like, <laughs> you know, but I don't think they would have realized that like I had spaced out. They probably thought I was just fooling around or talking oh, to somebody wow. again. But yeah. And I'm just like, oh shit. So that's what I'm like, mm, okay. Well, if you're not going to help me, then fuck it. I'm just going to keep talking to somebody else. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, my grades are going to shit because I kept doing that in like every class. Um, my very first day of high school, I got kicked out of my math class because I kept trying to talk to people. I was like, I don't need to be in high school. I'm going to die anyways. <laughs> so then, yeah, and I got kicked out of class because I was with somebody that I was super comfortable with. So I was super excited and being like, yeah, yeah. wow. And props to the teacher that did kick me out, though, because that was a pretty good lesson for young Hector. <laughs> Miss Aviv, love you. She's the best. Yeah. yeah. Every other person I know that has had her as a teacher has also had a very positive influence from her. Um, yeah, she was the only one that I think understood how, like, I, I was grieving because, like, I'd kind of just sit there when lunch would start and I'd be like the last one to leave the class or one of the last ones. And then she'd be like, You want some food? I got this cheese bread, you know? Mm -hmm. And usually students would come in and like buy the food and like she would put the money towards like the class, or the school and stuff like that. But she would just be like, Yeah, you can just get some food if you want. Because yeah. I think she knew that I was like disassociating and kind of like seeing it. Um, yeah, she even actually, yeah, she even like made that connection because she had lost her father um, not too long in her life. So she was like, yeah, she was having moments like that herself. And then she recognized it. And, yeah. So she was one of the teachers I was trying and I really appreciate her for that. Um, but yeah, my, my, my grades are still slipping because young me couldn't see through that and really take that lesson. Um, and then they were like, hey, no, in grief group, they were like, yeah, hey, you know, we want to keep you here as a student. Um, but if you don't get your GPA and your grades to a certain point, then we're going to have to kick you out to a continuation school. Um, and, you know, you're here in grief group and you're doing so well. And we don't want you to leave. La, da, 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 da. And uh, that really scared me because I was like, I don't want to, like, leave my friends and go to a whole other school, you know, like. Yeah. And the GPA that I was being asked to get to is uh, very acceptable <laughs> to my terms. <laughs> but freshman, sophomore year. Yeah, it was dealing with the teachers that didn't know how to deal with my like mourning and my loss and all that. Mm -hmm. Then I went to Penn Peninsula and uh, I think in addition, that school didn't have homework, which is, you know, plus size for a little teenager. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, the connections I was able to make with the teachers and like the conversations I could have with them and the way that they could explore the way that they teach the students. And it wasn't so like traditional high school. Mm -hmm. Um but I feel like I learned a lot more with these teachers. And then uh, with the time that they had spent with me, I was also able to make time to volunteer for an outdoor education place, outdoor ed, um, where they teach all the, you know, kids outdoor stuff. And I, I was it. able to volunteer. I volunteered 18 times. And within those 18 times, I think it was the second or third time is when I met uh, Hilltop. That That was his name at the time. And Hilltop was like hey dude you want a job and then summer camp came along hilltop uh, is, is grandpa it's campa campa campa's hilltop yeah um and the he gave me the job the job came along i think i spent like four or five years working there um just being in the outdoors teaching people about life experiencing other kids who um so the the, the summer camp catered specifically to uh uh underserved youth mm -hmm. so you know kids from that are broke kids from the foster um, system, you know, uh, kids are dealing with traumatic events, kids on the spectrum, um, like kids of all uh, forms that aren't so privileged, um, I would say. 
and yeah, just just that mentality of like people's shit's worse than mine, and me like being able to teach these kids from like who have dealt with situations much worse than mine, and actually being able to help them smile a little and like deal with issues before they get to a point that I did. And the munchies uh, have kicked in. Oh yeah, the munchies. Um, and yeah, just. I guess to be just becoming an educator to youth and helping kids help me and myself and my own mentality to like accept this toxic stuff that I was doing and bro. Then that's where I met my wife. Yeah. Did I ever tell you why I want to foster? No. Oh my god. It's a very similar. That's <laughs> that's we have a connection in that, yeah. sense. <laughs> in that sense. Oh my god. That is for later. Um. I'll let you finish. Yeah, yeah. Um, just being outdoor, outdoor educator, and being out in the woods, really connecting with like Mother Nature, and accepting that I'm, I've got problems with my Spanish. That's okay. Like I'll attempt it sometimes. I do kind of work on it for my son now. Um, it was basically got me into the mindset that I, I'm, I'm a good person. Whatever, or I was becoming, I wasn't a good person actually i was able to become a good person and even if i became a good person i could become a better person it's i don't know it just switched all that negativity in my mind to this like optimistic mindset just helping these kids and helping them deal with their traumas and in these conversations them helping me deal with my traumas you know and and uh some of these kids now like they're kicking ass where they're at now and i'm like whoa dude right on Going to like colleges, universities, and all that. Anything you'd like to end with? I love you all. Be happy. Be well. You know. Why is words from Hector? <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you all for listening. Until next time.